Hi, and welcome to the first ever Kin Living podcast episode. My name is Sophie, and I'm one of the founders of Kin, and you can follow us on Kin Living on Instagram at kin underscore living, or you can find me on my personal account at clean living Lux, and I'll make sure to link to these accounts in the show notes. So the idea of the Kin Living podcast has been floating around in my head for a while, but I wanted to make sure that it brought value to our listeners and wasn't just a random vanity project. So I really hope you enjoy what the first series has in store. We have so many interviews lined up with a whole host of interesting and amazing people. So make sure to be following along on our social channels because I'll be sure to announce upcoming episodes and different people that we've collaborated with and things like that there. In this episode, our first ever, I thought it would be prudent to cross off a few of the practical things, like where you can submit a question, or if you've had anything in specific you'd like us to cover on the Kin podcast. By us, I mean me, Sophie, because I'll, I'll be the host of this. I also thought I would introduce you to Kin and a bit of the story behind it. I know that for a lot of you, you might have been following us since the beginning, um, but also there's a lot of new people here, and so um, I think maybe... You might just be thinking perhaps that this is just another faceless eco brand that's been jumping on the bandwagon. So for those of you that don't know the story or maybe those of you that like to know a bit more, um, then I thought I could sort of jump into that on this episode and then we can get more to the practical bits later. So hope you enjoy it and uh, let's kick off, shall we? At Kin, we're all about making cleaner and greener living an easier experience and one that doesn't come with judgment. Um, we know that for a lot of people, it can be hard to make certain lifestyle swaps and changes, and that also a lot of people want to make these positive swaps, but it's not always easy to know where to start. This is why it was so important to us to always be transparent and to share as much knowledge as we can with you, and to create content that can help you live just a cleaner and greener life, if that's what you want to do, obviously. So to the beginning, we launched Kin in the spring of 2017, and when I say we, I'm referring to myself and my mother, who's my co-founder. And uh, looking back, what a great time to launch cleaning brand, spring cleaning around the corner. Um, but honestly, I don't think that even crossed our minds at the beginning. We were just hoping to launch as soon as possible, um, as soon as we had the products. So it was quite exciting for us, but also a bit of a, a funny day. But I'll, I think I'll dive a bit more into what it was like when we launched the company. Um, but going backwards from the launch, um, when we first started to research for Kin, we were surprised by the amount of greenwashing that there is in the industry. And um, that's another thing that I will cover in a later episode is sort of greenwashing and, and how you can look out for it and spot it as well. And um, there's a lot of sort of bandage solutions that fix a hole in one problem, but then they left other problems open. So, you know, of course, not everything can change overnight, but it just seemed to us it was a bit shocking the amount of products out there that are masquerading as the savior to our solutions and then they're not really delivering on their promise when you look into what they were actually selling. It's quite shocking in many ways. And don't get me pro um, started on products that call themselves natural and organic. Um, <laughs> I know that we do as well, but it's, it's honestly a minefield. I would really like to press for there to be much more sort of stringent rules on, on how these words can be applied. But for now, at least you have brands like mine and um, some others that will be interviewing, well, brands, some other people who will be interviewing on the podcast to, to shop with. <laughs> so, um, but greenwashing was not the only reason we wanted to start Kin. Um, 
for us, our family has always been into natural and organic sort of um, way of living. Um, this goes back all the way to my great grandparents in the south of France who were farmers. Um, we still have family members that have organic sort of vegetable farms. One of my great uncles had one of the first sort of organic supermarkets in Provence. So, you know, for us, living a sort of more natural lifestyle has always been something that we've paid attention to. And what we were eating and what we were putting on our skin um, was something that we really thought about. But we actually thought, hey, you know, we're paying attention to all of this. And then we're sort of just going out and buying any old product to, to use in our home. And that seemed a bit odd um, to us when we really thought about it. I mean, why did we need some of these crazy things and the, the problem of over sterilizing our home was something that we started to think about so um, of course we were still trying to use products that were better for the environment and for us but you know it's there still weren't that many alternatives and in honesty quite a few of them were just ugly or industrial looking and yes they weren't exactly what we were looking for ingredient wise either so uh, in the end we decided that as no one else seemed to be tackling the issue at the time uh, maybe we could. Um, we knew that all of our products had to be natural, but also effective. Use real essential oils. Um, honestly, I, I just can't tell you how much I hate synthetic fragrances. Uh, <laughs> there are certain stores that I just have to hold my nose when I pass because it's it's such a headache. It's, I, I feel sorry for people that have to work in in them. Not, not in that because they're working there, but just the, the smell is just overwhelming it's um and also when you look into what these synthetic fragrances can can do to you it's um then I do feel a little bit sad that it's allowed to happen um but anyway so um we also wanted to use real essential oils because also um not just because they smell beautiful but uh, we actually have as a family uh, working knowledge of aromatherapy. My great uncle had an aromatherapy company in Los Angeles. Actually, I think he started it in another state in the US and then he eventually moved out to Los Angeles. Um, but anyway, he he started um, obviously with uh, with his parents, my great grandparents, uh, Mammy and Pappy, he, uh, my uncle Marcel, he started out with uh, um, harvesting sort of uh, wild flowers and things like this in the south of France. And from there, developed a passion for aromatherapy. And from there, yes, he uh, he ended up going to the States. And I, I remember my mother telling me the story of uh, when they dropped him off to Heathrow Airport. And this was before you had such strict rules, obviously, on, on things that you could fly. I mean, this must have been in the late 70s early 80s and he had these <laughs> vats of oil essential oil to check in which must have been quite a surprise for the the people checking him in but to be fair I'm sure probably in the 80s they saw some very interesting things going through planes there and maybe lavender essential oil wasn't uh, that crazy so yeah through him we have um, quite a bit of knowledge on the benefits of using real essential oils and uh, that some essential oils uh, can be naturally antibacterial and and things like that. So we knew that these products could smell amazing, but also use essential oils for a positive effect. So um, that's sort of why we were very keen on essential oils. It wasn't just the smell. Um, but we also knew that these products had to look good. Um, we'd actually been trying to style a laundry room in a show home. Um, it's the, my mother's first career and um, I'm actually uh, was a trained interior designer I uh, did that alongside my English literature degree which I actually haven't finished I probably should go back and finish that though I'm thinking I'd rather go back and finish my history of art one instead 
<laughs> probably a bit too much random detail um yes yeah, so no we've been trying to style a uh, show home oh sorry if you hear some scratching my dog has decided to sleep under the desk oh okay there he goes um yeah so we've been trying to style a laundry room in a in a show home that we were decorating and to be honest we were just fed up there was such a disappointing array of just ugly products to choose from just hideous brightly colored uh just boring packaging and just you know it didn't really inspire sort of joy <laughs> when you went into this lovely designed laundry room and it's just like hideous bottle of well I, I don't want to say the brand but anyway so um, what we en ended up doing actually was we bought a really nice bottle that we liked and we just sort of made it look like it was laundry liquid <laughs> Um, so that's that's actually how we started thinking that these products had to look nice as well because why should cleaning products um, you know be relegated to a cupboard not everybody has loads of space to to put these away so you know why make them ugly on our worktops and uh, I know that some people say the argument is you know so that they're brightly colored so that uh, you know you, you can see it for instance if you spill bleach but I mean, in honesty, I think you'll probably notice if you spilt bleach because you would have been physically standing there spilling it and it smells quite strongly. Um, I guess it could sort of disappear in the back of the cupboard and spill that way, but it's still quite a strong smell. I don't think there's, in this day and age, with so many bottles and, and clever closures necessarily a reason to dye it hot pink. And also, I think it's quite attractive to kids if it is hot pink. Um, so maybe there's that as well. <laughs> But uh, probably with hindsight, I think launching a cleaning com company is probably a bit of a crazy move. I mean, what were we thinking? Oh, let's let's take on fast-moving consumer goods with natural and, and chic-looking cleaning products. Um, I think if we had known how much work it would have been, we might have thought twice. But being a bit naive, we just jumped headfirst and thought about the parachute afterwards. And uh, luckily, when we launched in 2017, it seems that there were many people looking for our type of solution. Um, and within three months of launching, the buyer from Waitrose actually approached us. And um, in under a year, we were on their shelves, which was just utterly insane. Um, but what happens next is probably something I will save to add to a book. Um, but honestly, my advice for anyone working with a big retailer is just don't get too attached to a buyer because they move jobs all the time. And don't be shocked if the next buyer just doesn't have the time of day for you. <laughs> because they you know you won't always get on with everyone and they won't always like what you're offering so objectives change and and uh <laughs> yes and uh, I digress I shan't dig more into that because um we still had our original buyers there were just wonderful people to work with and it was such an amazing experience launching into um, a chain like that and to be honest we learned so many things um, launching with them and they did help us to launch our um, second range of products which was our laundry care um, which we launched with Waitrose and uh, it was, well I mean it was it was a really good success to be honest I, I don't know why we're not there if I'm completely honest I really to this day don't know uh, what quite went wrong I mean I, I can guess but uh, let's just say it's not the uh, supply issue that I think they've been telling customers because we never missed an order but still from uh, 500 initial units that we ordered when we launched uh, Kin back in April um, to doing thousands of units a month in, in under a year was was absolutely insane and um, 
I don't know, maybe it's not interesting to you, but if it is, do let me know if you'd actually like um, a podcast episode sort of delving a bit deeper into the nitty gritty of kin. Um, so I think it can be exciting and maybe there's some useful tips or information that we can impart on uh, for anyone else who's on this journey, um, not just in cleaning products, but just in general. So do leave a comment, but yes. So um, I digress again. <laughs> I'm sorry, not all episodes will be uh, so uh, winding. <laughs> so since our launch in 2017, our mission has always been to release products that have a positive impact on our homes and our environment and are easy for people to switch to because they work just as well as conventional products um, they're just minus the funny things like dyes, formaldehyde, fake fragrances, sodium laurel sulfate and things like that. Um, we want to use our platform to help make cleaner and greener living more accessible and just easier for people. Um, and I know the phrase clean living gets a bit of a bad rep at times because of the uh, sort of disordered way of living that that came out on Instagram in the early years. Um but really, I don't think that the phrase clean living needs to be viewed neg uh, negatively. I think that clean living, at least for me and how I see it, is just about making choices that are just a bit cleaner and greener. Um, but, you know, it's you don't have to give up on the things that you enjoy. But equally, there, there are options now that make these choices easier to make. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be at the expense of our life and enjoying life. Um so this is why, to me, cleaning products and laundry care is just a great way to step into this way of living because you're doing something better for yourself and the environment, but without having to actually give anything up or make crazy, unrealistic changes to your life. Um, yeah, so that's the the story, really, or I guess I suppose the beginning of the story. Um, we, to recap, we just wanted to create good quality products for the family home that don't contain a barrage of random and oftentimes useless harsh chemicals or animal fats and that was quite disgusting to discover um, we wanted to include aromatherapy which is why we use real essential oils for the fragrances and because these oils um, also have cleansing properties so why wouldn't you want to uh, well use say a lavender bathroom spray in in your bathroom that the lavender is calming and it also is disinfectant and yeah, and then you can go into your lovely clean bathroom and maybe have a lovely bath or, or shower or something, do a face mask, knowing that you're not sitting there breathing in the hardcore chemicals. Um, so yeah, that's uh, sort of that. I have some questions that we get asked a lot, and these were some of the ones that were submitted when I announced that the podcast was coming up. So I thought I could answer them here. Um, so someone asked us, uh, why did you choose the name Kin? So this name was actually chosen by my Auntie Sophie. She's my namesake. And uh, well, I call her Auntie Sophie. She's actually my mother's cousin, but they're all the same age. Um, and Uncle Rob. Um, and they, they're married. We're married. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, they both worked in advertising. And um, Sophie is actually now a published children's author and illustrator, which is amazing. I'll link to her books in the show notes. I think anyone with young kids will probably know her books now they're they're so awesome and and uh, yeah I'll definitely link to those um so when we were looking for a name we turned to them and they came up with kin and the reason was that the name had to mean something and kin obviously removing one of the ends means family and it is a family business and it had to um the name also had to look good when it was spelt out so the lettering had to be on point and it had to sound nice and, and sort of be short and memorable. So 
um, yes, kin was what they came up with. And in honesty, at first, um, we just were not mad for the name, but we trusted them. And then we saw the logo that uh, the designer we worked with created. And well, it was just love at first sight. I'll post uh, an image on social media of the logo and how it works. We've got this lovely animated little video of it. And uh, <laughs> I, I find it very exciting. Probably actually not everyone does, but I'll post it anyway. Um, and then another person asked, are the Kin products vegan? Yes, they're all vegan. Um, we didn't see or understand why any animal bike products would be in cleaning or laundry care. And we were quite shocked to discover this. Um, but also we never test on animals and we never will. So it's because it's just, I mean, I love animals. I, I've had pets my entire life. And yeah, so I, I can't imagine anything as awful as throwing cleaning products in a cat's eyes. What's the point? Um, okay, so this is an interesting one. Uh, why don't you say you are chemical free? So in honesty, if any brand is saying that they are chemical free, it's clear that they just don't really know what they're talking about. And um, yeah. So what we say is that we are free from harsh chemicals because we are free from harsh chemicals. But chemical free would mean we are essentially selling nothing. And I mean, in honesty, I don't even think nothing exists. Um well, I suppose nothing must exist. There is the there must be some kind of ether out there, but then you 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 hear things about like when they can they can split an atom and the Higgs boson particle and and yeah, is, is there any such thing as nothing? Can someone answer that? <laughs> but this, anyway, um, honestly, even water is considered a chemical. It has a chemical uh, name, and essential oils are made up of chemical compounds. So, really, please, people, stop saying chemical free. I understand that what you're trying to say is free from harsh chemicals, but it is confusing people and it's it's misleading. Uh, it's just super in inaccurate. And yeah, to be quite uh, frank, I actually find that it's it's a sort of a small way of greenwashing. Uh, where are Kin products made? So we're fully match. Uh, sorry, we're fully manufactured in the UK. Um, we'll see how Brexit affects us, but for now, we would like to keep it manufactured in the UK, and uh, we're looking into some solutions and ways to keep that happening. And then I think one final question for now. So I get asked a lot, what is it like to work with my mother? I think personally, I would like to do a separate episode on this where you can actually meet my co-founder, my mummy, <laughs> and we can talk about it there and about running a family business and things like that. And I think actually there might be some more exciting sort of family news coming up this year, um, business-wise. <laughs> I hope so anyway. I just want to say a huge thank you for listening to the first ever episode. As I mentioned earlier, um, I'll be posting information on our social channels for upcoming episodes and the guests that we have lined up. I really think you're going to enjoy what we have in store for season one. Please do leave a review. That would be so amazing. And um, perhaps actually I could run a competition for those that uh, leave a review. Um, I'll have a think about that, how I could run it. But uh, yes, please do leave a review. Um, actually, if you leave a review and then if you could email a screenshot of your review to podcast at kin-living.com, um, I will, um, after a week or, or so, um, I'll put it in, I'll put, make a, a random draw and we can pick a winner, um, to win some kin goodies. 
so but thank you anyway in advance if you do decide to leave a review um yes and also i did say at the beginning that i would let you know how you can uh, ask any questions or suggest any material or guests or anything i mean if you know anyone that you think could be really interesting to have on the podcast please do let me know um and yes so um in the next episode i'm going to be talking about why you should be swapping to natural cleaning products and why they really are just as good as conventional ones and sort of the ingredients that you should be looking out for that should be included the ones that shouldn't be included and things like that so if you do have any questions then please email podcast at kin-living.com And don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at kin underscore living. And you can find me at clean living lux. So that's all for now. And thank you.